Let's pray together. So glad you're here, Jesus, in our midst. So glad that we get to gather in your name. We're glad that we get to be in you and with you always. But we're really glad for the moments we get to gather collectively and corporately. And really, Lord Jesus, it's our desire to do this more so in the days, weeks, months, and years ahead to continuously gather together around who you are and what you've done and what you're doing, together discerning how to be the people that reflect Jesus in the world. Lord, help us. We need help to do that. We've been trying to figure it out for a really long time, and it doesn't get any easier because we keep trying to find different ways than the way that you showed us. So help us this morning to look again to you and to realize you're more than a good idea or a suggestion. You are the way. Singular. <laughs> and so help us to go the way of Jesus. Amen and amen. Well, we'll probably do a show and tell for the next couple weeks, if that's okay with you. But very grateful to be back with my wife and my family and my church family. I thought of you often and we're tentatively planning a return trip in 2020. Uh, we want to bring 40 or 50 2020. And we've decided we, we want to do a half sightseeing, half ministry trip because there's amazing ministry happening over there. So be looking out 2020. New vision, you know, we'll play with 2020. See what we did there. <laughs> I thought of it. I'm really clever. Um, um, uh, God's, God's vision for the age to come and how we can play in his purposes today. So be looking out for that, 2020. You have a little bit of time, so take a deep breath. Um, but really, the, the, there were many moments, to be honest, I wasn't I wasn't super duper impressed with, you know, the four different birth sites of Jesus. <laughs> yeah. If you've been there, you understand that many of these sites, we do the best we can. <laughs> so the three or four birth sites of Jesus and the five different places he died. and <laughs> Somebody laugh with me. It's hilarious. <laughs> There's a rock. That looks like the place. <laughs> I'm lightheaded. I should stop laughing. Sorry. We just came off of 30 hours of being awake, getting home last night. <laughs> but the, the parts that were definites, which was like one out of 80, those were really cool. <laughs> Only to find out they took the original spot and put it in a museum. <laughs> <laughs> it 
this place used to be the original place, but now it's in a museum 200 kilometers away. <laughs> and then we got to go see the original, and then it was just a total letdown. I just, I'm having so much fun. I'm a little bit slap happy, plain happy. Um, but to be honest, the coolest parts for me were in the bus, leaving all the sights, and, and that's, I want to share one site memory, where it was probably the crescendo, and it was only like day number two, day number one. And we, we got to go to the Tel Megiddo which if that name rings a bell, it's in the Bible. But it overlooks the Valley of Armageddon. How many has heard of that Armageddon? The, uh, and on this tell or this hill, this makeshift mountain, are 20 to 25 different ages and civilizations built on top of each other. which is amazing that when the next empire came, they would just level the whatever structures were from the previous era and they would build on top of it. And, and as we stood on the Tel Megiddo overlooking the valley of Armageddon, you know, this place that's only mentioned once in the Bible where the last battle takes place being there, I had, you know, I've always had access to Bible maps, and so do you online, and your Bibles have the pretty, you know, when you were a little kid, you'd get bored in church and play weather, I'd play weatherman, you know, in the back of your Bible. Come on, somebody, anyone else do that growing up? And, uh, I got to see the brilliance of what God wanted to do with the world, but the wickedness of the human heart was so great. He settled for a family. He called a man Abram. We know him as Abraham to leave his land and to go to Cana, Canaan. And on this hill was a highway, a path that connects three continents. And that's why it's the Valley of Blood, because if you can control this hill, you can control the trade and travel. And that's why there's 20 to 25 civilizations on this one hill, because if you could have that hill, you could have access to, th to the world. And the Lord just hit me upside the head and to think he was really, really smart to want to to call a family to go to that place to live an entire life oriented around his ways so that when the nations traveled through, they would be blessed. And I never knew that. I mean, I knew that theologically. I knew all the, I know the chapter and verses, but to stand there and, and to see God's pretty smart. <sighs> Leave your land, or of the Chaldeans, and go to Canaan and there is where I want to build a people. That when the nations travel through, they experience an entire new existence. 
but we know the story. It didn't work out that good. And so on this one hill, being there, it was like being in a land of a lot of bloodshed. <laughs> Just in this one part that it's, there's been many, many battles. Many, many sons and daughters have laid to rest in these valleys. And the Canaanites and the Egyptians and the Israelites, the Assyrians, the Babylonians, the Persians, the Greeks, the Romans, the Byzantines, the early Muslims, the Crusaders, and then the later Muslims in the Ottoman Empire, and then finally the British and the French, and then the nation state. And that was a very, that was like a whole semester of world history in 30 seconds. You're welcome. <laughs> And after we got to see this land that so many have bled for, we were in the bus driving back to our hotel and our Palestinian Greek Orthodox guide put on the song, what a beautiful name it is. And I just sat there in my bus, overcome. Thinking that from one empire to the next, it's one massive adventure of missing the point. And when I was in the ancient land, I experienced the ancient sin of Cain killing his brother. as I overlook the valley of blood. You see, it doesn't matter what civilization or empire, there will be no peace except for through the blood of Jesus. And as I sat listening to that song, just looking at the valley of blood and And then I heard about Texas and our nation's bloodiest war was our own war against each other. My heart found a new place of resolve to preach the gospel of peace. And I thought, maybe, just maybe, there doesn't have to be any more bloodshed if we would believe in the blood of Jesus. Thanks. And this is not some whimsical, wimpy, wishy vision. When Jesus spilled his blood, Cain was overcome by Christ. And the blood of Jesus is now readily available to every nation. And the vision of the end of the age is not some battle that's won with swords or bombs or 
weapons. It's uh, the end of the age. The vision is actually turning weapons into agricultural tools, cultivating life. And I got to stand on that valley of blood, and I was thanking Jesus, you know, your blood is enough. We don't need to shed any more blood. But we'll continue to kill each other until we believe it. The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. God was pleased to have all of his fullness dwell in bodily form through his Son, Jesus. And I want you to know that through the blood of Jesus, Colossians 1, 19 and 20, God has actually already made peace with the world, and not just with the world, with the entire universe through the blood of his Son. And as I sat there thinking over the the hill and the valley of blood, and what a beautiful name it is, what a beautiful name it is, that when the nations finally put their hope in his name, they'll realize we can we can be done with our warfaring ways and follow the ways of peace, Jesus. And it's not a perfect policy that we're waiting on or as we got to be in the Palestinian-Israeli conflict and we got to see it. Big red signs, every every territory. If you pass, you are passing with the threat of your own life. There it was in red letters, every territory. I was realizing there's no borderline we could draw. And I think the blood of Jesus is enough. I don't know about you. That is not to belittle the blood that's been shed from our servicemen and women, and but every serviceman and every servicewoman from all the ages fighting for their empire and for their territory and their rights. I'm just saying there is one who sits on a throne who is called the Prince of Peace. And that peace was really, really hard to, and costly to come by. It cost them his life. And as I was on the bus thinking about the the one who has paid it all. That he actually rescues us from the power of darkness. And he brings us into a whole brand new kingdom. Amen. What's odd is we find ourselves in these various kingdoms and empires and those empires don't play by the rules of the kingdom and how many know it's just really really complex complicated but there is a way through the complexities and his name is Jesus like, and I'm just going to offer a few more reflections and then we'll pray
God was pleased through Christ to reconcile to himself all things. Do you know what reconcile means? It means to restore to friendly relations. And did you know that it it actually brought God great pleasure to bring peace to the nations through the blood of his son? I'm pleased when I watch my daughter ride her bike as a father. But the father was pleased to redeem and reconcile all things through the blood of his son. Whether on the earth, everyone say on the earth, or in heaven. And how did he do it? Verse 20 of Colossians 1, by making peace through the blood of his cross. God died. Wrap your mind around that. You can get a PhD and still not understand it. The God-man, Christ Jesus, died. The links he was willing to go to show us that we didn't have to kill each other anymore. And what has his death provided? Reconciliation. The sin of Cain does not have to be inevitable any longer. We can forgive our brother. I'm telling you, we should do like 20 weeks of a series. I mean, the whole Bible about the whole New Testament vision of reconciliation and forgiveness and how many times should I forgive because the only alternative to forgiving is killing, whether you do it literally or you hate. Did you know that the kingdom way is if you're angry with your brother, it's like committing murder. The only way forward in the kingdom is forgiveness. And the only way you can choose the way of forgiveness is to go through the doorway of the cross because the cross is the place we put every other way to death but the way of peace through Jesus. The cross is the reason the cross is the central focal point of the whole journey of discipleship is because the cross is the way, if Jesus is our teacher, Matthew 10, 23 through 4, And if we're to be his disciples, Mateos, his lifelong learners, the only way to actually get into the classroom is through the cross because for him to be our teacher is then to adopt his ways. And the only way to adopt his ways is if by the cross we put to death our way and then begin to live his way, which is the way of life and peace and reconciliation and forgiveness. And all this started coming alive to me in my heart and my spirit. And the only way, guys, this happens is not through our cleverness and getting the boundary lines right. I saw the boundary lines. They had big red signs that enter at the expense of your own life if you don't, if you're not born on the right side of the tracks. I've been to a land of walls. It's not working for them, guys. The only way is through Jesus. I want you to know creation wouldn't have been possible except through Jesus. Colossians 1, 16 and 17, it was in and through Jesus that he made all things. And I want you to, I want you to know that the, the age to come and the new creation, it happens in and through Jesus too. First creation, 
Jesus is there, Genesis 1, creating in and through. His fingerprints are everywhere. But the new creation, that, the, that resurrection made possible for every nation, tribe, and tongue only happens in and through Jesus. It will not, we won't stumble upon it in a boardroom or a meeting or in the Nate UN. We're only going to stumble upon it when we bow before Jesus. God in Christ has come to earth. We're not waiting for him to reign. He already is reigning on a throne. This is the gospel of peace. He reigns on a throne of peace. And he'll never be knocked off. And whether it's the Assyrians or the Persians or the Greeks, and as I stood in this field of blood, I thought, his blood is enough to be the last drop of blood. But the only way we do it is not by being a loud preacher, it's by going to the cross and choosing to walk in the way of peace. And that is so crummy when you're looking at the one who just stole your land or slandered you or took your neighbor's life, but Jesus did it. I mean, he stood there and from the cross, the only innocent one says, Father, forgive him. And he made God's future reality a present possibility, but it's going to only happen through the cross. Of Jesus, the tyranny of rebellion and the ancient sin of Cain has been overcome through the cross of Christ. And I'm telling you, there were no negotiations or stipulations and there were no compromises. Jesus came to end all war, end all strife, all hatred, all prejudice. He did it. This is not some theory that the few radical hippies from the 60s dreamed up. It's an ancient dream of God. It is a cosmic fact now through the blood of Jesus, Colossians 1.20. The problem in the West, for me, I'm a Westerner, is I always think in the me, personal, private, individual terms, but I want you to know that the blood of Jesus is not an individual thing to just be received. It is a cosmic reality that is God's idea, and it is where the earth is heading even though there's many, many quakes, and I mean, I saw it. Dr. Daniel, don't tell my wife this, I haven't told her, but don't tell her. I got to go up to the 14th floor of the King of Kings Tower and overlook Lebanon to the north and Hezbollah, and I got to look over Syria, ISIS, and I got to look over, it's an interesting tower. <laughs> Egypt and Al-Qaeda and Gaza and Hamas and, and Dr. Daniel and I are there and we're like, oh, what should we do? We went to the prayer room and began to worship Jesus. <laughs> I'm not being cutesy and it's super complex and then we got to go to the, the Knesset and see the Israeli super Supreme Court and Dr. Daniel, our missionary that we we're partnered with, he got to lead a Bible study for the first time with 50 parliament members two weeks ago. That's Jewish parliament members. And he's not going in there as a know-it-all. He's letting the rabbi lead the Bible study. He's just supporting, and they're sowing in. They're interceding. Because if the rejection and the rebellion of the Jewish people meant salvation for the Gentiles, what will their repentance be except for life from the dead? <sighs> Come on, somebody. I'm almost done. We are recipients of this peace through Jesus' 
redemptive work on the cross. And we are bestowers and bearers of that peace by carrying our cross. The greatest tragedy is those who profess the name of Jesus but don't embody the way of Jesus. It's so hard. And we all do it. But there's hope for us this morning. The only death we're meant to participate in now is the death of the sinful self. All this, all this opened up to me when I was on the Valley of Blood. If you're going to be violent, then be violent through Christ to put to death yourself that is bent on ruling your own kingdom. Because only when you do that, you won't participate and just be the next long list of empires that rise and fall until the next powerful, bigger guns, more sophisticated defense systems takes power. We are called to a radically different way as Christ followers. Put to death, therefore, Paul tells us, whatever is in your earthly nature. The nature that if left unsurrendered and crucified will produce Cain. Just nod your head at me. Your earthly nature, impurity and evil desires and greed, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is released. These are the ways you once followed. Someone say, once followed. When you live that old life. Come on, it's old and it's not worth picking up again. I've been there. Nations have been picking it up and passing the baton. I don't want to pick that one up. <laughs> Back to the word. This is how you used to live. Someone say, used to live. Oh, I'm getting dizzy. Did you know I got to see the valley of blood, but I also got to see the hill of blood where Judas killed himself. What was Judas's way? Was it greed? You know what the Lord showed me today as I was driving, praying, and worshiping? You usually die by the way you choose outside of the way of Jesus. There's a way that seems right to humanity, but in the end, and it leads to death. Whether it's the man who pursues greed, he usually dies empty, but with a big bank account. Or those who live by the sword die by the the Lord began to show me there's a billion ways to choose, but they all end in death in the various categories and ways, but the only way that leads to life is the death to self through the way of the cross. That's good preaching right there. That's good preaching. And as I, when I overlook the, the valley of blood and then the field of blood where Judas's intestines were spilled because his way was greed and it ended in his own death, just up the hill from that hill was where Jesus hung. And when his blood spilled, he made the way of life available to the whole world. And this, I'm not trying to be clever. This is just really, really simple. The way of the cross puts to death every other propensity to every other way. It restores us to relationship, and relationship is the vehicle for discipleship, and discipleship is the way we continually become more and more like our teacher, Jesus. 
And the only way to subject ourselves to the cheat teacher and the only way into the door of perpetual classroom learning is through the way of the cross. In the end, there's only two options. Follow the way of Judas and you die by the way you choose. Or follow the way of Jesus whose blood is enough. And he tells us in John eleven twenty five 25, and 6, that even if you die, if you're in him, you actually don't die. You live forever. <laughs> Cain has been overcome through the cross of Christ. I just, I have all new, brand new eyes to see that the only reason, the only, I've said this probably five or six sermons over the 18 months being here, it's no wonder, in light of this message, the, the only time the disciples asked for more faith is when he talked about forgiveness. <laughs> How many times should I forgive my brother? I've been to the land where brother is betrayed brother. It's an ancient land. I went to the oldest city in civilization, Jericho. And the only way to get out of the old way and to participate in the new humanity, Ephesians 2, I'll just quote it so you'll believe me, for he himself is our peace. Isn't that interesting? Jesus. Let me finish. For he himself is our peace who has made the two one, Jew and Gentile, and who has abolished in his flesh the law with its commandments and regulations. His purpose was to create, there he is again creating, one new humanity out of the two, Jew and Gentile. And in this one humanity, one body, he put to death, someone say put to death, their hostility, and there is hostility, amen? Through the cross. You can't read this and think it only applies to your personal private life. He really wants it to be the reality that permeates the earth. I've been to the valley of blood. I've been to the field of blood. And there will be more blood spilled until we lay our lives down and go the way of the cross. Because it's only in and through the cross that the hostile enemy become brothers and friends. This is not some yuppie wishful thinking. This is the gospel of peace. Now, I could quote a billion more verses. They all have to do with this. And just start looking for blood and peace. and for, They're all, all over. Every comma, it's God's idea in Christ. So now I won't preach the passage. I'll just quote it so you can hear it all. One section. For he, Jesus himself, is our peace. He has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility, by abolishing where? In his flesh. The law with its commandments and regulations. His purpose was to create in himself one new humanity. And in this one body to reconcile both of them to God together through the cross. He came and look what he preached. Ephesians 2.17. He came and preached peace to you who are far away, Gentiles, and peace to those of you who are near, Jews. It doesn't matter what's flowing through your blood ethnically. In and through Jesus, you are invited to participate in the new humanity, but you gotta lay your weapons down 
that defend your own territory because you will inevitably choose the sin of Cain when you reign on the throne of your own life. But when you choose the way of cross, you get to participate in the ways of Christ. Isn't it funny, that passage, all this blood in Ephesians 2, 14 through 17, but it ends with, and he did all of this, and he preached peace to those far and near. I've been to the valley of blood. I've been to the field of blood. But I've also been to the place of crucifixion. And that is enough. Oh, and I got to go to the garden tomb. We didn't find his body. (laughs) Good idea, Jesus. Thank you. You preach peace. You told us to love our enemies. Save yourself. Get off the cross. No, thank you, because I'm going to end this mad perpetual cycle. You are the make-believe king in three different languages over the cross, but really it was true. Here lies slain the ultimate king. And through the king's blood, the king, peace to those far away and peace to those in the front row seat. And isn't it interesting, I'm telling you, the whole, the whole peace language just explodes in my heart this morning. What is the one dynamic that's meant to rule in the church? Let the peace, Colossians 3.15, of Christ rule in your hearts. It's a reine, the word reign. It's this dynamic word. What is that which is to be reigning when the church gathers and when the church scatters? Not some peace, the peace of Christ. The peace that is only available through the shed blood of the Prince of Peace, upon whose shoulders the eternal government of the kingdom is established. And the government, unlike the Byzantines and then the Muslims and the Crusaders and la 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 la, la whoever has the biggest sword, his kingdom will have no end. And he invites us into that kingdom this morning, but it's through the way of the cross. I just, it's the gospel. It's the gospel. So when you want to get even and because of someone's sin against you, throw your stones down. I'm throwing mine down this morning. Greater love is no one than this. And then to lay down your life for a brother or sister. Hmm. Peace. The only way you can be a participant of this peace is if you yourself is, have, through Christ, experienced and received peace with God. Did you know that that's only possible through Christ, Romans 5.1? And I want you to know that it's only possible vertically through Christ and it's only possible horizontally through Christ. 
This is not something where we go try to figure it out apart from Christ. This is a holy Christological vision. That is a big fancy word, Jesus. (laughs) Sorry. Follow the way of Judas, and you'll die by whichever way you choose. But follow the way of Jesus, and you'll experience life. Even if it costs you your life, you'll experience life. Amen? Can we just kneel? I don't know if you can kneel where you're at or if it's awkward. Don't worry if your knees are bad. But I know not everyone got back from the trip I did, and maybe you've had a, a week from you know where. Well, peace is found through Jesus, no matter what you came in here with. So right now, whether you need peace vertically, if there's things in your life that your, your spirit is so out of whack, just fall on Jesus this morning. You don't have to have a magic formula or words. Just say, Jesus, I want peace with God through you. There's peace today through Jesus. In your own words, in your own spirit, just cry out for that peace with God through Jesus. He preached it to you. And those who have ears, let them hear and receive the word of Christ. Peace with God. But maybe you're like the land I just came from and the land I landed in. Maybe the horizontal relational dynamics of your fellow brother or fellow man or woman is not as it should be. And guess what? The same answer. (laughs) Jesus. Just invite Jesus' peace and forgiveness and reconciliation to flow into your relationships, into your families, into your colleagues at work and your sons or your daughters or those that gossiped or hurt you or slandered or lied or cheated or stole. This is not some piddly thing. It costs the most precious one, his most precious blood, but his blood is enough bloodshed. And maybe this morning, by the Spirit, say, Jesus, I'm resolved more so than ever to choose the way of discipleship, which is to be your student forever. But Jesus, the only way to live in the perpetual classroom is through the way of the cross, where every other way is put to death. And I choose the way of Jesus. Lord, may this calling shape our body life together in a profound way today. Where we don't gather around a music style or the eloquence of the preacher or the comfortableness of the pew, but we gather with a resolve to learn together by the Spirit and through the grace of Christ how to actually live this puppy out in real time in the land that still plays by the old rules, but as citizens of this new creation through the cross and burial and resurrection and ascension of Jesus who have been marked and sealed by the power of the Holy Spirit whose name is the Comforter, the Spirit who is righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Spirit, the kingdom of God. Holy Spirit, fill us 
to be those who are Matthew 5, 10, the peacemakers, because those who make peace are called children of God. Lord, it's all connected. Every thread, every verse. Jesus, you are enough this morning. You're enough. You're enough. How beautiful on the mountain are the feet of those who bring peace and proclaim good tidings. He came and preached peace to those far and those near. It doesn't matter your proximity this morning. There is peace through Jesus. Even if it costs you your life, it is the way that results in life. Every other way results in death. And we choose the way of Christ as a family this morning. We love you, Jesus. We thank you that you endured the cross with joy because you knew the result (laughs) was something we would never figure out on our own. (laughs) Peace. (laughs) reconciliation, restoration of friendly relations. (laughs) You knew we would never get there on our own, (laughs) but through you, it's possible. And in you, it's possible, but only through and in you. So we choose Jesus this morning again. We ask that the kingdom of God and the seed of the kingdom would begin to grow in our lives. It may look small and insignificant, but if given enough time and through retention, perseverance, and cherishing the word of your kingdom, it will cover nations. It will cover cities. It will cover workplaces if given enough time and if we don't abandon its time that it takes to choose another way in the midst of the waiting. Lord, we will not abandon your vision of the kingdom that looks like mustard seed. It's small and it looks pitily and a few little people here and a few little people there. But if retained and persevered in, it will cover cities. It will cover nations and it will Be a cosmic reality when you come once and for all. But Lord, make no mistake about it. You want to come now in and through your church that lives in the way of Jesus together. Now, now, now. So help us, Lord. Let mercy and forgiveness right now flow like a river in this place. Those that we hold grudges and hurts and heartaches, Lord, let the river of forgiveness flow and reconciliation flow that we could participate and bear witness to the peace that reigns in Christ Jesus. We pray this in his name. Amen. Come on. Let's stand to our feet together. If you need help standing up, then just help the person. Here's what I want us to do. Here's what I want us to do. This is just the beginning, but I think it's a solid beginning. And I am more than happy to 
I actually felt like maybe it was a God idea. I'm going to print out, uh, I want to talk to you. I want to know in this journey, Cain's options and Judas's options are all around us, amen? It's really hard. It is not easy. But here's what the Lord showed me. He bore the heaviest cross so that we could bear our cross. And just every, the whole Bible opens up. The yoke of Jesus is now carryable because he bore the crown of the, the cross that we couldn't bear. And when it says to take my yoke, that literally means take my teachings and my entire way of life upon you. And the problem is we walk in them a little bit and then we abandon them for the option that seemingly seems closer. <laughs> but you know what Christian community about is all about? Helping each other. Don't abandon the way of Jesus. I know it seems like a temporary setback or a temporary loss, but I'm telling you, it's just a stepping stone to greater glory. Don't give up. Don't abandon the cross. Don't, don't abandon the cross. He didn't abandon it. Did you know that it was a long and arduous walk from the fake trial of Pontius to the way he actually, but he never abandoned the way. He had Simon of Cyrene help him, and I want you to know you've got brothers and sisters around you to help you carry your cross. That's the point of Christian community. We've got this together. We can do it together. We can do it together. The spirit of Jesus in us, the spirit of Jesus flowing through us, the peace that we've received and continue to receive can become the permeating, reigning reality of our community. Unless the Bible's all make-believe, but I believe it's the word of God. It's not a good idea. It's a God-ordained idea. But where does it happen? In and through Jesus. So grab the hand of your hand next to you or the shoulder if you're a germaphobe. I kept you over time, but I got back from Israel. I've been out for 30 hours, so get over it. Uh, we'll show you the picture. Show them that picture of Andrew smiling. It's nothing to look. That's the field of blood. There you go. <laughs> that's all green now. Hallelujah. And in many traditions that are way older than the Protestant tradition, they do a little old thing called passing the peace. So look to the person next to you on your right and your left and say, peace be with you, brother or sister. Or as Pastor Andrew just told us, shalom to your dome. <laughs> Lord, this is the beginning. But the battle, the blood of Jesus, I've been there where it was shed. And that blood... Hebrews 12, is greater than the blood of Abel that cried out from the ground. <laughs> you see, it's everywhere. Uh, the first brother who died when we choose our way, but the blood of Jesus is greater and louder that cries out from the earth, choose my way. Abandon your way, choose my way, and you will experience life as it was meant to be lived. And unless I pass out, I'm lightheaded. We choose the way of Jesus together. Send us now in the way of Jesus, on the discovery of Jesus together. 
And if you need prayer for healing physically, spiritually, emotionally, do not miss the chance to be prayed with and over with our team. I love you. God bless you. Have an amazing week. We'll see you on Wednesday night.